But in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established in the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and people shall flow unto it. And many nations shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. This is the Jesus generation with Apostle Nana Enyane Bodim as the general overseer. Stay blessed and stay without trouble. We wish you Jesus. Amen. Amen. To bless us with the providence of God. And this morning, I want you to be attentive and listen to the strength that is in this word that will strengthen you out there that when the negativity of the enemy stands against you you can stand and say my God overrules them you can say my God overrules them Indeed, you are the mighty God. Our Father in heaven, in the name of Jesus Christ, we give him praise this morning. Thank you, God, for your manifold grace upon us. Bless the reading of the Holy Scriptures today. Bless the teaching and the preaching of the gospel. Let your word be light unto our feet so that we shall not stumble. Father, even as you are preparing us, O oh God, to finally translate us into your kingdom, let us reflect your glory. That others may come to know you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Will you please put your hands together for Jesus? Thank you, Jesus Christ. Amen. Shall we say it? Amen. Amen. Good morning. Oh, the response is weak. Good morning. Um, we want to look at the goodness of God. We want to look at the mercies of Jehovah and His grace. I want to speak to people who think that they are so deprived that they cannot make it. People who look to the stock of their family and they see extreme poverty, abject poverty. People who are widows and orphans people who belong to single parents who do not have the wherewithal to be able to go through life 
I want to speak to those who feel isolated and ostracized in life. People who are anxious to succeed but do not see how to make it. Today I came to inform you that God has not left us without a witness. That is our sermon title for today. God has not left us without a witness. Many things are running through your mind as to how you can make it. You feel so weak. Economically, financially, the resources at your disposal, even the human resource at your disposal, is weak. It's nothing to talk about. But I came to inform you that God has not left you without a witness. The word witness there, you must understand it differently. God has not left any one of us without a witness. We have a strong backing. A backing that cannot be quantified. Listen. Though the latter part of the stay of Israel in Egypt was not pleasant for the Egyptians. Yet, yet, when it was time for Israel to depart, Egypt was not prepared to let them go. And one must ask the question, why? If you, if you are very conversant with the plagues that God visited Egypt with, turning their water, their drinking water into blood, killing their firstborns, bringing a lot of problems to their economy. The end, the end days of Israel in Egypt was not pleasant at all for the Egyptians. Anybody in his right senses would have just trusted Israel out and said, go away from us. But when when it was time for Israel even to go, when God had asked that they leave, it was so difficult for uh, Egypt to let them go. The question is why? They were being used as economic slaves. That is one of the reasons. They realized that Israel had no power to deliver themselves. And they were being used as economic slaves. What Egypt didn't know, that God has not left Israel without a witness. God has a provision for your deliverance. No matter how you look at yourself, you know that day when God visited Manasseh and wanted to use Manasseh, Manasseh said, God, who am I? My family is somewhere and they are so poor. And who am I to be used of God? 
And I came to inform you. When you look back to your economy, your family, your resources. When I say economy, I'm not talking about finances. When you look back to your general economy in life. And you realize that you are so weak. Don't give up life. Don't give up life. And don't bow to the threats of the enemy. Because I came to inform you that they can have their way. But God shall finally deliver you. Israel was being used as economic slaves. I'm giving you a scripture which is not my main scripture for today though. Job chapter 41 verse 4 and 5. Job 41 verse 4 and 5. And the gains and the pleasure that Egypt was getting at the expense of Israel was so much that Egypt was not prepared for Israel to go. But I came to inform you, they can oppress you for now, but your deliverance is just at the door. Did you hear me? Your deliverance is just at the door. You will go through your school, you will finish it. Are you hearing me? Money or no money, papa or no papa, you will finish your education. You will not have to corrupt yourself as a woman or a man before you finish your education. You will finish your education with greater honors. Read. Will he make a covenant with thee? Will thou take him for a servant forever? Will thou play with him as with a bed? Or will thou bind him for thy maiden? That is what, that was exactly what Egypt had done to Israel. There was kind of a loose covenant with Israel. And Israel became their servant. And they thought that that servanthood will be forever. Nobody can impose upon you the spirit of servitude. Are you hearing me? That yoke shall be lifted by God. Listen, I came to inform somebody that the spirit of servitude hmm, that somebody somewhere or the devil the enemy of our soul has imposed upon you shall not be there forever. And you see what Israel did, uh, Egypt did to Israel? They, 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 they considered Israel as a pet. As a pet. The Bible said without play with him as with a bed. They considered Israel as a pet. Now what did not judge when Huh? Uh, without buying him for thy maidens, you know, it's like they put a robe in the neck of a of a dog, and they use that dog as a pet for the children to play with. Nobody can play with your destiny. Nobody can play with your destiny because from today you look back to the face of that person and you tell him, no matter the strength at your disposal. My God has not left me to suffer alone. My God has not left me without a witness. I have a backing. I have a backing. The witness I'm talking about is not Obi Awodi we want and see. What formed the basis for the relationship between Egypt? And Israel. 
They were using them for economic slaves, and that was all. And the welfare of Israel was not the, the main motivation of, of the Egyptians. They were keeping the relationship for their selfish gains. And so Israel was tamed as a pet. But this illicit relationship, this illicit marriage between Israel and Egypt shall be broken by the power of God. You see, you will not be in that hole forever. That hole which is, which is, which is holding you in, you will not be in forever. You are, you are, you are out of it. The witness that God has provided for you shall deliver you. Amen. The strong backing that God has provided for you shall deliver you. Amen. Hmm? I don't know whether I should tell you all these things. In the book of Judges, chapter 18, verse 3 and 4, there was a Levite. A Levite. A Levite. Who was displaced in life. I'm sure he had some misplaced priorities. And he strayed. A Levite that strayed. Strayed into another gentle area. And he became the priest over a shrine to a Levite. May God deliver you from that temptation. No matter your situation in life, never be a priest to an unbeliever. In other words, never sell your body. Don't give your services for any reason. Read. When they were by the house of Micah, they knew the voice of the young man, the Levite. And they turned in theater and said unto him, Who brought thee hither? And what maketh thee in this place? A and family from Dan. Some Danites were also spying on the land because that time the Danites did not have any inheritance. And I love something that she just read. The Bible said that when they got close to the house of Micah, they knew a certain voice which was inside there. Sisters and brothers, no matter what happens, don't try to camouflage yourself because there's something about you that shall betray you. They knew the voice of a Levite. The Levite was inside there talking. But these people from Dan, Israel, immediately when they heard the voice, they said, mm, this voice is the voice of a Levite. There is something remarkable about you. There is something remarkable about you. It is the seal of God upon your life. Don't ever compromise that thing. Never. No matter what. If you had started carefully to my introduction, I told you, you may belong to a single parent. You may be so poor. You may be an orphan. But keep that remarkable thing that God has given to you. For the Bible says that when the family of Dan got close to Micah's house, they could identify a certain voice inside there. And the voice was that of a Levite. Something remarkable. Read. And they turned in Peter and said unto him, Who brought thee hither? And what makest thou in this place? And what hast thou and what hast thou here? And he said unto them, Thus and thus dealeth Micah with me, and hath hired me, 
and I am his priest. Look at this stupid thing. A Levite that has been hired. Huh? A Levite that has been hired to preside over a shrine. When you are I am a priest to Micah. Oh. You may have problems. But remember from today that the Spirit of God is telling you that you have a witness. God has not left you to suffer. God has made a provision for your deliverance. Not just temporal deliverance. I'm going to show you in just five minutes. Why would this man do this stupid thing? To be a priest to one man's house. Just because he was poor. Just because there's no microphone in this. I'm struggling to speak. There's no mic in this thing. This thing is called microphone. So bring the mic out. There's a mic in this thing. Amen. Amen. Why would the man do that? Give me the verse 18 and the 19. And these went into Micah's house and fetched the carved image, the ephod, and the teraphim, and the molten image. Then said the priest unto them, What do ye? And he said unto him, Hold thy peace, lay thine hand upon thy mouth, and go with us, and, to, and, and be to us a father and a priest. Is it better for thee to be a priest unto the house of one man? Or that thou be a priest unto a tribe and a family in Israel. Oh, I love this. The people went in by force. And they started packing the idols. And the man asked them, what are you doing? Because he was losing his job. And they put a question to him. Is it right for you as a Levite to come and be a priest to one man? Or is it not better for you to go back with us? And be a priest unto God's people. May God restore you to your original status. May God restore you to your original status. For any reason, if for any reason, if for any reason you have been displaced in life, may God bring you back. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. For the, for the Israelites, a time came when they were in Babylon and they were under oppression. And one day the Babylonians asked of them a song. And they said, Israel, the song that you sing to Jehovah God is so pleasant to our ears. Will you please sing some of the songs to us, Babylonians? And Israel believed that God is mono. Israel believed God is one. It's mono. God is one. And they will never adulterate the name of God. So Israel said in Psalm 137, he said, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat. Even though we were weeping, you may weep for now. You may weep for now. For some reason you are weeping. But the weeping eh, shall endure only for a season. It shall be taken away. For God has not left you alone. Is somebody understanding me? And they said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Never sing the Lord's song in a strange land. You may be poor. You may have no have father. You may have nothing. But remember that you have God. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. 
Why was it difficult for Israel, for Egypt, to let Israel go? The continued displacement of Israel to be a nation was the greatest benefit of the Egyptians. Psalm 2 will tell you that. We are not going to read. Psalm 2. When the nations gather and they conspire and they say, let us destroy Israel from being a nation, the Bible says God sits in heaven and he laughs. Hallelujah. Amen. I would like to read Isaiah 54 verse 2. It is time for each one of you to begin to enlarge your tent. Because greater things are going to happen. God is not a man who shall say a thing and will not establish it. For in the book of Numbers 23 and verse 19, the Bible says God is not a man. When he speaks, he shall perform. From today, whatever your hands is on, and whatever you have decided to do, even things that you have purposed in your mind, it shall be done. It shall come to pass. Amen. To your honor and to the glory of God. Amen. Now let us go to our message. When Israel was about to go, <laughs> at a certain point, Egypt allowed them to go. And do you know when they were going? Moses gathered everything from their drums that they were beating to sing the songs of God. The people, their clothing, everything. And when they were going, Moses remembered that Joseph who came to Egypt for the first time was buried on the land of Egypt. Moses went there and exhumed the body and took the bones. You will leave the oppressor's land. You will leave the land of poverty and shame. And nothing that belongs to you shall be left behind. You will leave the power of God is going to enable you to go. You will have a testimony. It won't be long. When it's time for you to be delivered, nothing of yours shall be left behind. The book of Exodus. Quickly. The book of Exodus chapter 13. Verse 17 and verse 19. Quickly. 13. And it came to pass. When Pharaoh had let the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see war, and they return to Egypt. 19. And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had straightly sworn the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones away hence with you. Listen! When it's time for you to go, go you will, go you must. You will have your deliverance. Come on. We serve a living God. And I'm saying when it's time for you to go, not a pin, your pin, not even a pin that belongs to you, 
shall be left in the enemy's camp. They packed everything, including the bones of Joseph. They packed everything, including the bones of Joseph. These are revelations, so these are revelations. And they left. And when they were going, Egypt followed them with enemy soldiers. We are not preaching. Even though they have been allowed to go, but Egypt still followed them with their soldiers. Why? Exodus 14, verse 5 to 9. And it was told the king of Egypt that the people fled, and the heart of Pharaoh and of his servants was turned against the people. And they said, Why have we done this, that we have let Israel go from seven hours? You see, so Pharaoh had changed his mind. Do not trust the enemy. Never trust the enemy. Never trust any of his agents. His agents in your life. They could be your boyfriends and your girlfriends and your business people and, and your business partners. Never trust the enemy. If the agent in your life belongs to the devil, never trust him. Never trust him. Because today he will say a different thing. Tomorrow he will change his mind. Why have we let them go? So, read. And he made ready his chariots and took his people with him. And he took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and captains over every one of them. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and his horsemen and his army and overtook them encamping by the sea beside Pihahiroth before Balzephon. Israel did not have a weapon. Israel never had a horse. Nothing to ride on. But the enemy had everything. They had the machine guns, if it was a modern time. They had all the Moaks. And they were able to overtake Israel and overtook them and calmed them by the sea. So Israel was helmed in. As I'm speaking, some of you are helmed in. Poverty had helmed you in. Even though you have potentials within you, you don't know how to develop your potentials. Your blessed land is ahead of you. There's something you want to succeed and achieve. But the enemy is helming you in. Your God is a, a mighty God. He will deliver you. Listen to me. Israel had no weapon, no horses. No weapon, no horses. But God brought them a witness. A witness who will deliver them. A witness that will be there forever. Chapter 13. I want to preach my sermon next. So 13 and verse 21 and 22. Read. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud and led them to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took not away the pillar of the cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Huh? Huh? Come on, Jack. Is that did not have a horse? <laughs> no weapon? Nothing. The enemies were stronger than them by all standards. The enemy was stronger than them by all standards. A thing that are standing against you might be stronger than you by all human standards. But God has not left you without a witness. Church. Church. 
God has not left us without a help. Church. The moment they said, get set on your marks. They looked up. They saw something strange. Something strange. They saw the clouds of God. Formed like a pillar in front of them. And then when the cloud moved, they moved. It was the cloud of God that led the escape from Egypt through the wilderness to the promised land. That's the message we are preaching. The cloud that they saw in Egypt never left them. If you are listening to the scripture reading carefully, the Bible says in verse 22, He, God, never took away the pillar of the cloud. May the cloud of God, who is the witness that God has given for your protection and deliverance, may the cloud of God forever abide with you. Eh? The moment they said go, they had no weapons, no horses, nothing. No machete, no cutlass, as we say in Africa. Now listen to me. But when they were going and they saw the enemy horses, they were scared. There's something that scares you to the bottom. But don't be afraid. Look up. Look up. Look up. The presence of Jehovah is so visible. The presence of Jehovah is so visible. It's so visible to the eye of faith that you will no more despair. For God gave them the pillar of cloud to lead the way and by night in the pillar of fire to give them light. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. When it is night, the cloud tends to be a light. Then they go, Oh my God. When it is day, he comes like Mununkum and then cover them behind. So that the enemies coming will not see them. When it is night, he turns himself into a light. Then Israel will see their way clear. You will see your way clear. Father or no father. Good family or no good family. Money or no money. No matter what anybody has said concerning you. Even though they may lay a snare for your feet. But the Lord shall be a light to your feet. You will not step onto the snare in the name of Yeshua. And then in the daytime, when the sun is shining in its strength, the enemies that were pursuing them will be able to see that Israel is going. So what God does is that the pillar of cloud goes behind. Now he moves from before them and goes behind them and turns himself into a very thick cloud so that the one we will call him Mununkum to the extent that the enemy could not see through God shall protect you and you know something the verse 22 is very very strong he never took away the pillar of cloud God has not left any of you without a witness 
His presence shall forever be with you. His mercies shall forever be with you. His grace shall forever be with you. I beg of you, these are the things that you must bring out when you are praying. When you are praying, you can say to God and say, God, your word told me last time when we went to church that you have not left me without a witness. No matter what I'm going through, let the visibility of your presence. And there you go. It is not the paracetamol that you take every day that will strengthen you. It is not your vitamins that you take that will strengthen you. It is, not that, it is not the promises you get from your friends and your parents that will strengthen you. It is the presence of God. He took not the pillar of cloud away. Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 19. Sisters and brothers, God has not left us without a helper. We have a witness that is stronger than the strength of the enemy. We have a witness. You will surprise people. One day when the people of Israel saw Jesus Christ. You know, they saw Jesus Christ one day. And he was performing miracles. And the blind was healed and the cripples started walking at his word. At his word. Then the people said, is that not the carpenter's son? Look at the derogatory English there. Is that not the carpenter's son? Is his mother not called Mary? And so what? If my mother is called Mary, and so what? You see, that time the secretary of the church was asking me in the office. He said, Daddy, why is it that Jesus had a lot of friends called Mary? And I said, fine. The mother too was called Mary. Mary was a common name in Israel. Just as Ali is a common name. And Mensa is also a common name. And Mansa is a common name. And so the people were making fun of Jesus. Is that not Mary's son? And so what? In other words, they wanted to say that your mother does not have any prefix to her name. And she does not have any suffix to her name. She's not called honorable so-and-so, so-and-so with PhD, MBA, so-and-so. You see the suffix and the prefix. You see that of Mary doesn't make any difference. You may your nativity. Oh, come on, your nativity, your ancestry might be very bad, might be something that you may not even want to refer to. But out of that nativity, that poor nativity, out of that poor background where you come from, out of there, God will pick you and establish you. Are you understanding me? And you will be the strength of your family. The Bible says that the cloud never left them. The presence of Jehovah with you will never leave you. And I'm going to show you today in scripture that the cloud that they saw in Egypt was with them 24-7. Was with them 24-7. That means every day for a week and for a month, for years, the cloud was there. There was not a single minute that the cloud departed. That shows who our God is. Right from Egypt and to the cloud that led the escape. No matter where you are held in, may the cloud of God show you the escape route. Nehemiah 9 and verse 19. Yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsook 
forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud departed not from them by day to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way wherein they should go. This is from Nehemiah. This, this is from Nehemiah. That's a very interesting. You, you, you realize where Nehemiah is coming from. That means at a certain point in time, they were also going through some difficulties and Nehemiah has to speak the word of God back to him. And he said, God, remember your message. Remember your grace. For in those days when our fathers were in Egypt, it was the cloud that saw them through. Even though they sinned against you, you never let the cloud depart. May your presence forever go with us. Glory to God. God has not left any of you without a helper, without a witness. I'm talking about a cloud. Without any solid border. A cloud that cannot be limited. When Jesus was here, in John 14 verse 18, he also said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send the Holy Spirit. The verse 26 says something. Read. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. So the cloud I'm talking about, in actual sense, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. It is not any ornamental. It's the Holy Spirit himself. Himself. It's interesting to read about the cloud. If you take a, if you have time for about six months to study about the clouds. Very interesting. And so finally, when Egypt was so close to Israel, look at how God behaved. Exodus 14, verse 19 and 20. Yes. Yes. And the angel of God, which went before the camp of Israel, removed and went behind them. And the pillar of the cloud went from before their face and stood behind them. And it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And it was a cloud of darkness to them. But it gave light by night to these, so that the one came not near the other all the night. Amen. 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 The enemy shall never come close to you. Amen. Amen. The enemy shall never come close to you. Anybody here who finds himself in some strange, very awkward situation, you realize that people are designing evil schemes against you. Don't you worry. God has not left you without a helper, without a witness. Somebody is always on your side. The Bible says that when Egypt got close to Israel, the cloud moved from the face of Israel and came and stood between the two of them so that none of them could come close to each other. This is God. May God frustrate the purposes of the enemy in your life. May God frustrate the designs and the schemes of Satan and his cohorts. Listen to God in Isaiah chapter 44 speaking about himself. 
Isaiah 44, verse 24 to 28. Listen to how God speaks about himself. Thus saith the Lord, thy, re thy Redeemer, and he that's from thee from the womb. I am the Lord that maketh all things, that stretcheth forth the heavens alone, that spreadeth abroad the earth by myself, that frustrateth the tokens of the lies, and maketh diviners mad. Yeah, it's okay. That, that's the point I want. I want, I want the point. He said, I'm the God who frustrates the tokens of liars. <laughs> so God frustrates people, eh? So he can frustrate people. Oh! There's a song which says, When I want you make and then one come. Is that right? Yeah, that's the meaning. So God frustrates the purposes and the plans of our enemies. Next time when you are praying, you must lift up holy hand and say, God, remember your word in Isaiah 44 and verse 25 that you are the one who is able to frustrate the tokens of liars and make it diviners. You are not preaching. You are the one who is able to frustrate the tokens of liars and you make the diviners mad. Anybody who is divining in the spirit against you God will cause him to go mad. Even people who think they are wise men and women who try to lay a snare for your feet, the Bible says they shall go backward. God will say. And people who think that they are wise, God will make them look foolish. He says, I have power to frustrate. That means, if somebody is planning evil against you, I can easily go and frustrate him. So you see the Spirit of God walking between Israel and Egypt. The Bible says so that no one could come to the other. May your businesses prosper. May God put darkness between you and the enemy. May your health prosper. May the Spirit of God be with you. Is somebody understanding me? May your purposes come to pass. May your general perspectives be established. For the Spirit of God shall be light unto you. But when the enemy pursue you, God shall come between you and the enemy. And he shall become darkness unto them. Anybody who is trying to pursue you, God shall become darkness unto him. See, the frustration went on. Ah, the frustration went on. And you know, one day the psalmist picked a statement in Psalm 105. It's one of my best scriptures. Psalm 105, verse 38. I wish you read it yourself. Egypt was glad when they departed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm coming. Finally, when, finally, finally. Somebody say finally. Oh my God. See, they said they would pursue Israel to destroy Israel. Then the frustration started. The frustration started. Egypt would not let Israel go. Then the plagues, their water turned to blood. God called me Finally, when they changed their mind, they saw the cloud frustrating them. Then the Bible said, finally, when Israel went away, Egypt was glad. So, what time for the Jawa? That's the meaning. Finally, 
Egypt was glad when they finally departed. For the fear of Israel fell upon them. This is a good scripture. Some of you are too young. You don't have so many enemies around you. <laughs> but, yeah, because life produces its own chain of enemies. As you grow, the enemies increase. But because you are Christians, you have one enemy. Satan. But those of you who are of my age and you are like my chief man and come after me and those of you ahead of me, you have a lot of enemies, eh? Sometimes when you see them and they want to pick a fight with you, tell them that if you let me go, you'll be fine. <laughs> if you let me go, you'll be fine. You will be glad. You'll be fine. Because God will stop frustrating you. Is somebody understanding me? God shall frustrate your enemy. And finally when they take off their hand from you, they shall be fine. Keep this scripture. It shall be fine. Church. Then, Egypt increased the fights. Look at what God did. Exodus 14, verse 24 and 25. The witness I'm talking about, the help I'm talking about, is the presence of the cloud. That visible cloud was encouraging Israel that you have a leader. Don't fear. Read. And it came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked unto the host of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire. Wait. And wait. So where were God sitting? I mean, it is a picture story. It came to pass that in the morning watch the Lord looked Unto the host of Egyptians through the pillar of fire and of the cloud. So here we go sitting. That means like God was sitting on top of the cloud. Are you hearing me? God was sitting on top of the cloud. And then he punched a hole through it. And he was looking down there to see how Egypt was reorganizing themselves. He saw that Egypt was reorganizing actually. And they were calling for reinforcement. Look at what God did to them. Because he was watching them. Your God is watching the footsteps of your enemy. You will survive. You will make it. For the cloud shall go with you. Read. And troubled the host of the Egyptians. And took off their chariot wheels. That they drave them heavily. So that the Egyptians said. Let us flee from the face of Israel. For the Lord fighteth for them against the Egyptians. Oh. Look at what God is doing. God looked, you see, Egypt had everything. Israel had nothing. But they have God. They had the presence of God with them. They had the cloud. I want to encourage somebody. You may have nothing now. But the cloud is with you. Amen. The Holy Spirit is with you. Then God peeped through and said, oh, you are reinforcing yourself. Eh? Okay, this is what I will do. God sent his spirit. And do you know what the spirit is? The, the, the wheels of the chariots. If you don't understand, just look at the car that brought you to church today. And the car is going on, and then the Lord of ties. Eh? It's, it's, it's taking off. One at a time. The front ties go away somewhere, left and right. The back ties also go away. And the car will sit. And the Bible says it will have to drive heavily. God removed the wheels 
of the feet of the chariots. So they'll have to drive heavily on the ground. Then the people who sat on the horses say, let us go back home. Egypt was glad when they finally let Israel go. The cloud shall frustrate your enemy. This cloud shall go with you forever. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. I say hallelujah. hallelujah. You have a God who is monitoring your activities to prevent the enemy from touching you. Somebody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. The cloud was there with them. Do you know when Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 9 says something? I love it. And I want to repeat it. Listen. Israel for pa Israel. And I think Ghanaians, we are the very, very, very resemblance of Israel. Do you know the cloud was there? When Israel was complaining about water and food, the cloud was there. What am I trying to talk about? I'm talking about the faithfulness of God to you. When Israel was complaining, hey, Moses, you are a wicked man. You and your brother Aaron, you are bad people. You have conspired with God against us to bring us from the land of Egypt to kill us on this wilderness. We are hungry, we are thirsty. The cloud was there. And Moses went to the mountain to pray. And he spent some time there. By the time he came, they said, hey, we don't have a leader. Moses is gone. He's left us. And so we are going to die here. They call Aaron. Aaron, make unto us an idol. So the women removed their earrings. And the men removed their necklace. And they melted it. And they made an idol. And they said, you are the God who brought us from Egypt. The cloud was there. The cloud was there. When they complained bitterly against Jehovah, the cloud was there. I'm talking about the faithfulness of God. Now where is the faithfulness of God's people? Or maybe they became so familiar with the... Come on, you are preaching now. They became so familiar with the, the cloud. Oh, they liked the miracles. But there was no reverence. Don't be too familiar with God. Fear him. Love him. Serve him. Obey him. Don't be too familiar with God. To the point where you will no more regard him. The cloud was there. Those of you who are leaders, may God drop into your spirit some revelations. The cloud was there. Hmm? The cloud was there. On Mount Sinai, when Moses went to take the commandments, on Mount Sinai, the cloud was there. Exodus 19, verse 16 and 20. And it came to pass on the third day of, in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud. So that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Verse 20. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount. And Moses went up. Uh, so when Moses was about, you see, I've, I've moved from Egypt a long time ago. Have you been watching me? 
I'm just trying to help you to know how the Spirit of God moved with them. Now, they have moved from Egypt. They've gone to the Red Sea. They've come to the wilderness. They are now on Mount Sinai. The cloud is still there. And when Moses went to the mountain to take the Ten Commandments, the cloud was there with him. The cloud was there with him. At another time, when God said they should not build a tabernacle for him, God invited Moses again to the mountain. Let's watch him. Exodus 24, verse 16 to 18. The cloud was there. And the glory of the Lord abode upon Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And the seventh day he called unto Moses out of the midst of the cloud. And the sight of the glory of the Lord was like devouring fire on the top of the mount in the eyes of the children of Israel. It's okay. And when you read further, the Bible says that Moses went into the cloud and stood inside the cloud with God. Stood inside the cloud with God. There are some clouds you can go in inside and stand there with God. But there are some clouds you cannot go there. I'm trying to hurry up because your time is up. This cloud here is called the immanent, the immanent light of God. I double M A N E N T, the immanent cloud of God. That means this cloud is within the within the reach of human understanding. It's a cloud that when you enter in, you can easily understand the movement of the cloud and communicate with God. But do you remember, after the building of the tabernacle, uh, yeah, the tabernacle on the wilderness, finally, they reached the promised land. I want to cut this message short. They reached the promised land. And when they read there, Solomon also built a house unto the Lord. And on the dedication of the house, this, the cloud came back. You remember that? What I'm saying is that God who has started with you with the cloud, you reach your destination with the same cloud. Are you hearing me? And, and the Spirit of God came there. Help yourself. And the Spirit of God came there. And when the Spirit of God came there, this time around, Moses could not enter the house. I think you know that. When, when Solomon... Oh, no, no. When they finished the tabernacle, when they finished the tabernacle, the cloud came strongly and Moses could not enter the tabernacle. Why? At one point, he was able to go into the cloud and stand there with God. But the next time when he finished the tabernacle and the cloud came, Moses could not enter. Why? It is not every cloud that you can enter. I'll show you the meaning next time. But let me tell you, after the wilderness experience finally we all know that Solomon also built a house unto God that means Israel who began their journey from oh good, Israel who began their journey from has finally settled on the land and the enemy could do nothing because the cloud was there with them forever until Solomon built the house then the cloud came back as a sign of approval of the work. Without giving you any scripture, listen. The Bible says, on that day also, 
on that day also when the cloud came and the singers were singing after singing the preachers could not speak next time we have to understand why at a certain time Moses was able to enter the cloud and at another time he could not enter the cloud and this time again when Solomon too had built saying that we have now arrived the cloud came in its full strength after the administration of the choristers the pastors just kept quiet and sat down because they saw the transcendent light of God there's a difference between the transcendent light of God and the immanent light of God the immanent light of God is within the reach of human perception so the soul can communicate but when the transcendent light of God comes it is beyond it is beyond the reasoning of man and all that that means God in his fullness and the only thing you can do is to shut up and it is anytime that transcendent spirit of light comes down he tells you don't come close to me he tells Moses go back don't come close to me remove your shoe and get back that is when the transcendent spirit of God comes down that's, that's just for a teaching but listen the truth is that the light, the cloud that led Israel from Egypt is the same cloud that moved with them through the Red Sea. The same cloud that moved them with through the wilderness. The same cloud that has come to confirm that Israel is now on their land and they built a house unto God and the cloud came to settle on it. Where is the enemy? Gone back a long time. You will reach your destination. You will finally reach your destination. You will reach your destination. The enemy cannot stop you. For you serve a God who has power to frustrate the lies and the diviners. Rise up with me. Oh, he started. Yes, he will finish. God has not left me without a witness. We trust you've been blessed by God's word. God richly bless you. We wish you Jesus.